Hello, welcome to another episode of North Point Plus. This is episode four, mm. which is the Rocky Four of the episodes. Oh, what would that make me? What villain am I? I think that's the Russian. The Russian? <laughs> Drago or Drago? Was that his name? I haven't watched it in Good 20 years. Is <laughs> that what he said? It's gonna be that you. it's gonna be that kind of episode. Yes. So by the end of it, if I'm not in tears and bloody and bruised, the goal. then we're all disappointed. That is the goal. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, of Spirit- course. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> um, this is our follow-up podcast uh, for each message. So we have messages on Sunday, and this podcast just gives us an opportunity to answer your questions, to dive a little deeper. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mark Adkins, and to my left, ladies and gentlemen, making his debut appearance, Oh, Jake Howard. Oh, man. <laughs> the pressure's on. Hey, who's the other host? If you're one of the hosts, who's the other host? We're all hosts in our own way. Oh, that's like the like a podcasting bible answer we're all our it's a hosts. podcasting participation trophy <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone gets their own trophy everyone gets to be a host jake we kicked off a new series yeah. this week called post-its yep. sticky papers you can't say post-its <laughs> i think that's copy don't sue us who makes post-its do we know who makes post-its i don't know procter and gamble they make yeah. everything yeah. can you bleep that out can it be like when you called Beep, beep. <laughs> Just kidding. We're calling it sticky notes, not beep, beep. Like, bleep that out. We're going to get people up. writing in if we start beeping stuff. <laughs> That's, true. <laughs> That's true. That's a lot of editing. To have to what's yeah, the, what's the new series? What's that all about? Yeah, sticky notes. So we are taking uh, four of the letters, the smallest letters in the New Testament, uh, and just diving in. A lot of times, like, uh, Romans gets a lot of love. It does. The Gospels get a lot of love for some reason. Like, right? <laughs> Whatever. Jesus' story four times. It's old news. Right, right? Some people call it good news. But I call it old news. Who's talking about Philemon over here or a few of the Johns? We got two Johns to go? Two, yeah. Two, two John and three John. <laughs> two John, two John, three John. We're not doing first John. He was too long. He didn't no, make the cut. He didn't make He couldn't cut. fit on a sticky note. We needed two sticky He got greedy. He got two. <laughs> yeah. And then Jude. Jude, right? No one talks about Jude. Nobody talks about You just go right to Revelation. We're saving Jude right? to the end. It's too exciting. Nobody <laughs> wants to watch episode nine. Everybody wants to go to the season finale. That's how that works. Jude's, season, or Jude's episode nine. Take me to the finale. It's the filler episode. Come no one cares on. about Jude. Man. So each week, we're picking a letter. We're diving in. Yeah. You had Philemon. 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 <laughs> However <laughs> it's pronounced, right? Yeah, we don't We don't really know. Yep. Just making it up as we go. Just kidding. We don't. We study hard. We do. We study really <laughs> very hard. Very serious. Well, it leads <laughs> to the, uh, the first question that was submitted. It wasn't really a question, and it's anonymous, so it very well could have been your wife, your mom. Yeah, I think it was my mom. <laughs> someone someone submitted a comment and said, I loved the format for today's service. Finding the message in the scripture is my favorite way to study. Thank you. You're welcome. Mom, <laughs> Ashley. No, it wasn't Ashley. My wife didn't write that. She. We talked differently on those kinds of things. That could have been mom. So, mom, if you're watching this, thank you. I love you. Thanks, Jake's if mom. If you weren't my mom, thank you. I love you anyway. That was, that was very kind. I'm glad. That was fun. Yes, it's a great comment, and I think it speaks to... Has I Rick mean, gotten those comments yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Come Count on. It. That, that counts. That's for something. <laughs> That's for something. Rick's right going to start writing in his own comments. He's gonna, exactly. He's going to start fluffing himself from now Every on. week I get 20 comments. Maybe I did this. I could have done this, right? I'm hey. not smart enough. I should have thought of that ahead of time. We'd have had four comments. <laughs> Good looking speaker. Um, all, all, uh, all kidding aside, because oh, there's yeah. a lot at stake here. That's right. Um, all kidding aside, uh, I think it does speak to, I mean, it just speaks to just how we just 
do messages at North Point yeah. every Sunday. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a huge uh, principle. It's a, it's a big rock in us to go to Scripture for everything, right? Yeah. Like, what, what we think, what we believe, like, we're not going to go to a, some denominational statement. We're not going to go to uh, what some famous person in ministry right. be at, like, a today or thousands of years ago. Like, we may know that stuff and find right. some of it interesting, but, man, if we're going to figure out, like, what's important we're just going to go to scripture right yep. so we're going to try and dive into that i think that's important as a team and as a church and elders like that's that's kind of what we do yeah it's a huge and i think if you if you're coming on a sunday and you hear a message and we're not basing it on scripture mm -hmm. that's something that you should write in and ask absolutely. a question about absolutely <laughs> that's that's a concern write so that in there. We know. <laughs> exactly um so you talked about philemon we did. And Philemon has the uh, the, the lighthearted topic of slavery. Yeah, right? Way to kick it <laughs> off there, Rick. Come yes. on, man. Lighthearted message, sticky notes, Jeez. bright and colorful, Yeah, kicking it off with slavery. Slavery. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the inevitable question. Who picked these out after all? Come on. <sighs> I was going to say Rick, but really it's the Holy Spirit. That's, so do you really want to blame him? Do you want to blame him? I can't argue that. <laughs> want to go there? Not, oh, geez, that's cheating. <laughs> That's so the inevitable question, whenever Philemon comes up, yeah. why didn't Paul just say slavery is bad? Yeah, right? Uh, it would be so easy to do that in yeah. a lot of ways. Like if we could just say, oh, black and white right there. There it is. It is. That's what you need to know. Uh, he doesn't do that. He addresses slavery. Yep. Like it's a cultural thing that's going on. Uh, but I think the reason he doesn't just come out and say, like, hey, you need to take Onesimus, this runaway thieving slave, back uh, because slavery is wrong, mm. uh, is he's not, his goal is not to knock down slavery. Like, mm -hmm. That's not why he's writing this. That's not what's there. Uh, his goal is much deeper than that. His goal is to, I think, get to the unity as believers, like right. there's there's this connection that we all have that uh, when you know and love Jesus as Lord and Savior, and I know and love Jesus as Lord and Savior, like we're part of the family of God. Right. So I think Paul's trying to get to that, recognizing that when we have Jesus in us and we're pursuing after Jesus, like it's going to change our heart. Yeah. It's going to change our heart. It, it's not just going to be doing certain things to look good, or right? To, to make achievements to get closer to God, because you can't. Right, like that's just yep. not not gonna happen. That's not, it's not how it works. Bible says it's not how it works. You can't do enough. You'll always be bad. Sorry, you'll always be bad. <laughs> Welcome to North Point Plus. <laughs> and uh, so I think what he's trying to get to is just basically to say, it's got to be a change of heart. And so yeah. we're gonna talk about the heart issue there. And as a result, once the heart changes, then everything's about you. It's yeah. gonna change. Like how you treat your spouse is gonna change. How you treat your kids is gonna change. Your right. finances, your work, and eventually, yeah, you're gonna get to big issues like slavery and recognize, man, this isn't right. This isn't right. what I want. Like, I would love to know, like, what happened with the rest of Philemon mm -hmm. after this. Like, we don't have that. Right. It'd be so good to know those kinds of things. But man, I got to think this dramatically changed the church here um, and Colossae for, for Philemon and for uh, Onesimus and for everybody that's reading that because it's making them step back and realize, and people are different, especially when we're in the family of God. Yeah. We treat each other differently <clears throat> right. than the rest of the world. Yeah, well, I think it, it speaks to a little, uh, it should be convicting for our culture because especially nowadays, if you don't vocalize mm -hmm. very specifically mm -hmm. what you're against mm -hmm. and condemn a specific list of right. actions, circumstances, scenarios, whatever it might be, right. that in and of itself, that silence of not condemning mm -hmm. is looked at as like the unforgivable sin in right the world today. So yeah. if you're not vocal enough, if you're not right. specifically saying these words, and so I think a lot of people look at Philemon and just say, like, Paul, like, you were this close. Why didn't you just mm -hmm. 
say what I wanted you to say. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. really, I think what you addressed is <clears throat> God goes deeper than just the specific action mm-hmm. or the specific circumstance and goes directly to the heart of Philemon, addresses the heart of Onesimus, addresses the heart of the church in that area. And if that's how God deals with slavery, right. I think that has a track record of working. Yeah, for sure. You know, I look right now, um, I love watching sports all the time and basically any sport. Um, I think I've done curling and bowling when I get really bored and watch those too. <laughs> but like, it's really big right now. If you're a big professional sport in, in the NBA, NFL, even college sports yeah. um, on, on, on floors, on fields, on jerseys, on helmets, like you see statements right now, like end, yep. end racism, right? you know, or everyone matters or like or whatever it may be, like all of these statements that are out there. Right. Um, and that's great. Like awareness is really really good right um, but man it's so useless if that's it right right and, and I think that's part of what Paul's trying to get here is he's trying to get to the part of like man I don't want to just make a comment I want to get to the root of the issue right I don't, I don't want behavior modification right I want a changed heart through Jesus yeah because that's what's gonna make a difference that's what's gonna last like we can yep. try and do behavior modification from uh, a certain law or uh, public pressure or or whatever it may be right and that's just temporary yeah so often temporary but if we want real change man it starts with heart change and, and if you want that honestly heart change comes from jesus yep. like you're just not going to get it anywhere else because right. we are selfish sinners black-hearted sinners as i've heard people call it before right and and we are not good left to our own devices but when jesus is our core well man then th- there's an eternal change yeah that comes it's inside out as opposed to trying to fix the outside yep eventually we'll learn the lesson that jesus way is better than our way but eventually eventually that, that might take some time <laughs> um this is a submitted question uh by <laughs> what who submitted this one mike Baymond royer <laughs> Which, if you can, if you can play some shuffling with some letters, I know a Ray Boyer. He's no, a, this is this is Bay Royer. Oh man, I gotta meet him. Totally different. Uh, Bay, if you'll stop by, I'd love to see you sometime and, <laughs> and hang out. I feel like Ray's gonna show up with a mustache now on Sunday. Yep, he's like gonna have the mustache. This is a challenge, Ray. When you watch this, it's a challenge, man. <laughs> I want to see it. Dastardly. So the question from Bay from yeah. Bayman. How do we, in a winsome manner, reconcile and reach out to the world without? betraying our convictions and beliefs, especially uh, in a world that is so willing to cancel those who speak out against it. So I guess to, to summarize Ray's, Ray's question, uh, you know, in the Gospels, we are called to spread the gospel, right. <laughs> to go out into all the world, baptize the nations, um, and doing that for Christians has led to torture and yeah. abuse and imprisonment and martyrdom and being killed in, in horrific ways. And even in, in America, you know, we're not <laughs> to think that we're being per- persecuted. And I'm not saying that's what, that's yeah, what right. Baymond is saying. <laughs> um, but that gets thrown around a lot uh, that the American church is persecuted for our beliefs, for what we speak, for what we speak out against. Um, and the gospel inherently goes against culture. Um, it's it, by its very nature, it's counter culture. It's right. counter this world. Right. So how as Christians do we reach out in a loving gospel-centered way without sacrificing our beliefs, without, you know, ceding some of our beliefs to culture so that they might hear us out. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a question worth wrestling with. Yeah, yeah, I I think so for sure. You know, and and you're you're right, like cancel culture is a thing right now. Yeah. Um, And everybody is afraid of that. Yep. 
like everybody, multi-billion dollar corporations are afraid of saying the wrong thing and being right. labeled in a way. Um, high school students are petrified <laughs> of saying the wrong thing right. and being labeled uh, the wrong way. And, and it's like you're trying to hit a moving target all the time yep. to figure that out because you can't do it. Right. You can't do it. And the hard part about some of that um, is there's no grace in it. Yep. Number one. And I think that is... That's tough. Yep. That's tough for anybody. Like, man, I, I need tons of grace. Like, people are going to watch this podcast, and they're going to be like, Jake said something ridiculous. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take, <laughs> yeah. take the clips. Take the clips. Pull them out of context. <laughs> Our next staff meeting is going to be Mark showing all these things up there. Jake's mom, you think his message was good? Wait till you hear this. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, and so, like, there's no grace. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like, nobody is defined by their worst moment mm. and nobody's defined by their best moment. Yep. Like we all do things that we get credit way too much credit for um, that we're really not that good. It's right. just some perception that somebody thought we were, or we do dumb things that maybe our intentions were good, mm. but we weren't, didn't word it well, or we yep. did things just a little off and it came across wrong. Now there are people that do bad things for bad reasons and that's a real thing. And that yep. doesn't mean there shouldn't be consequences, but man, there's got to be room for grace in our world as well. And, and it's hard living in that fear of a graceless right. world right. right now from our culture. And, and so I think knowing that we are, are called to, to share Jesus with the world, right? Like that was right. the, the last command he gave before his ascension was like, hey, go on out. You know, let everybody know Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, like go out and spread my gospel. And so it's something we are called to, to do right. um, and we get to do like it's an incredible thing. Like when we have this incredible gift, why wouldn't we want to give that yeah. as well? Right. And so I think in order to do so in today's world, though, I think realistically in my mind, there's like three things to grab a hold of. So if you want to write these, get ready to write these down. Mark. Like, OK, got it. OK, cool. got it. Uh, number one um, is to love, to mm. love. Like, I think love is truly the core on part of this. And, and what I mean by that is that's got to be your motivator. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily about being right um, yeah. or, or having everything right in the world. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. So right. it's going to be this kind of way. Um, not that that's not important. It is. Like, those are things that, that are important. But love has to be the motivator. Mm. And I think we get that example from Jesus himself. Like, the right. reason that God sent his son was love. Right. Was love. It was to bring back into to relationship. Yeah. Um, and that he made things right his way by taking our burden on himself. Yeah. Like that's a that's a beautiful thing. There is justice and love in that. And so I think right. love has to be the key, man. If, if love's not your motivator, like things are not going to end well when you're trying to spread no. the gospel. It's just not going to happen. No. Well, it, I think it's it's for me that has always been a good gut check of my motivation because mm -hmm. um, it's so often. In a culture, and I'm speaking for myself because I know not everyone's motivated this way, in a culture that loves to shout and argue and to fight for whatever might be <laughs> that right. day's hot topic, um, to have a, a love that is motivated by really the best thing for that person. And again, for me, the gut check has been, is my heart breaking for this person? Mm -hmm. um, or am I just doing this to shout my point, right. to get the sounds, to get the sound bite in, whatever it might be. Is it about loving um, them or is it about your ego? In some right. Ways? So to really have that gut check moment of like, no, like my heart really does break. Like it breaks for this person. It breaks for this world, this situation, this group of people, whatever it might be. Um, and having that be, <clears throat> if, if I can get that, frame of mind 
that tends to be a good indicator of mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm probably heading into this with the with a loving motivation yeah. rather than I want to look good. Yeah, I want to say my point. I'm just listening to respond rather than listening right. to right. actually interact with a person. Right. So right. absolutely. Yeah, so I think it all starts with love. Like yep. I think that has to be uh, the first thing. I think another thing that's important to keep in mind um, as you're trying to share the gospel in today's world, wisdom, like mm. like know who you're talking to, mm. like what's going on in their life, number yeah. one, um, so that you can interact with with wisdom in all things. Uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible um, says to be uh, as cunning as snakes and gentle as doves. <laughs> and I hate snakes, but I love that verse. That's why your nickname is right? Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> More like Jake Petrified of the Snake. That's how, how it goes, man. I, um, yeah, I got stories, man. Um, <laughs> don't do snakes. So, like, th- there's something to that idea of yeah. man, be be wise, be cunning in how you're doing right. things. And it's not to be manipulative. No. It's just to read the room and be aware. Right. You know, it's like bringing up politics at Thanksgiving. Read the room, man. <laughs> We're all trying to have a good dinner here and <laughs> right. not talk about this kind of stuff and make everybody angry or right. like those kinds of things. So I, I think there has to be wisdom in recognizing, like, is this the right time to talk about this? Mm. Um, both like actual setting that you're in, but also like what's going on in that person's life. Are they in a place of pain that they can't even hear that right now? And Mm. they just need to hear like, man, I love you. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm here for you. Yeah. Things are rough. Um, And I don't need to tell you why things are so rough in your life because you've messed it up because you're a sinner. Right. No, they just need to hear, man, you're loved for a while. Like you have to have that relationship to be a part of it. Um, And then I also think you have to use wisdom in the medium too. Mm. Right. Like, and there are so many keyboard warriors out there to yes. prove a point <laughs> on every issue. Like you can yep. go from sports to politics to uh, like what color was the dress? Do you remember that? Like a couple <laughs> years ago on that? Yes. And it was blue and everybody else is obviously wrong. Oh my right? gosh. I can't. Are you being serious? We have to pause. It's blue. <laughs> I can't. It's blue. It's white. It's blue. Like, oh my goodness, Mark. See, so here's That's not even a planned thing. Yeah. That's yeah, it's okay. not. So here We're gonna have to unpause because like I'm gonna I'm not coming at this in a loving way. Yeah, Mark's gonna have to like walk away and take water and come back. My blood pressure just spiked. That blue. Um, so but like recognizing that how to have these conversations. Yeah. And not that there's not a good dialogue to have right. online. You can, but you also gotta recognize like you can't tell tone online right that's like it's really hard to read tone right yep yeah and and you have to really think the best of people right um especially online when they're writing stuff and all right so and realistically it's probably also not the most effective right right like relationship is going to be key so you got to be able to to start with love you got to have wisdom yep and how you're going to approach people and how you're going to talk about things right um and then i think also part of it is um to just not be shocked Mm. By any means, like a lot of Philemon, what they're discussing in here is a family matter. Mm. So it is, hey, Philemon, you need to accept um, Onesimus here, even though he's wronged you, because you guys are family. Yeah. Because you both have, have Jesus as Lord and Savior. You've been adopted into the family of God. This yeah. is your brother in Christ now. So you have to make this reconciliation. You have to make this right. You yeah. have to be together in this. Uh, most of the world does not have that right. with us. So like when we are... Uh, championing Jesus in the world, man, you got to recognize that's going to cause issues for people. Yeah. Because it makes, forces people to recognize things that like, hey, mm. um, 
I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> if what yeah. you're saying is true, then I'm wrong. I'm right. bad. I have some right. issues, and I don't want that. I right. like where I'm at. I like what I'm doing. Uh, John chapter 15, <clears throat> I was reading this today, 18 through 25, man. It, it says exactly that idea that, hey, like, they hated Jesus, hmm. and Jesus is perfect, right? Like, perfect yeah. in everything. Perfect when he's mad, perfect when he's joking, perfect when right. whatever emotions or whatever he's doing, like, he was perfect in it, and he was still hated. Right. So, like, it's going to happen. If you're an ambassador for Jesus, you will be criticized. Yeah. Well, it reminds me, there's a, I can't remember who said it. Someone in my life um, used to say, lost people act lost. Mm. So, when we're out in the world, when we're sharing it, whether that be with friends, family, strangers, people on the airplane, whoever it might be, if you're on an airplane, who knows with COVID now. You can't talk about (laughs) it right now. Ever fly now. (laughs) Um, But lost people act lost. So, when, like you said, when you come at, the world with Christ and say like, Hey, you are desperately broken mm-hmm. and in need of a savior. How dare you, Mark? It makes sense <laughs> that lost that, people bro. hear that. I'm fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that shouldn't shock us. No, um, it shouldn't. And so I think, I think part of that comes back to uh, doubles back to your wisdom, the point of having wisdom in that it, I feel like there's a lot of times, and again, I'm speaking for myself. There's a lot of times in my life where situations and conversations arise and you're really able to, it seems like you're almost able to dive a little deeper into that mm-hmm. issue or topic or the hurt or the pain that someone has. Yeah. Um, and something about it just doesn't feel like it's just the time to go in. And I think we have this thought like, Oh, if I don't go, to that place mm-hmm. where I share the full truth, yeah. then I'm not loving that person, right. or I'm not. I'm ashamed of the gospel right. if I don't do that. Right. And that I think is, honestly, I think that's a tactic by the enemy mm-hmm. that Satan uses to say like, "Hey, you're not really a Christian if you don't verbally abuse people with the gospel." <laughs> right. Um, and again, it's not to say like at North Point we are not ashamed of the gospel no, to say all. that we are sinners desperately broken right. in need of a savior, yes. and Jesus is that one and only savior. Yes. Hundred percent, but like you said, sometimes people are in a place where you can say those exact words, it just bounces off. Right. They're not in a place where they can hear it. So to have the wisdom and discernment to be in relationship with people, to love people through wisdom, um, and again, to not be shocked that lost people act lost, right? And you're still called to love them and share the gospel, however that looks, right? In their life, yeah, it's you know, tough. When I was younger, I do remember like feeling that burden yeah of like i have to like really get this across Mm. otherwise if i don't like man hell is in their future Mm. it is on me to like make sure i present this well factual i'm convincing like i need all of those things and what i recognized is hey jake you are not the holy spirit man (laughs) (laughs) you need to step back here a little bit that doesn't mean that i don't play a role yep play a part yep but man i have zero influence in the salvation of anybody yeah. It's the Spirit of God. It's Jesus. It's God the Father working in the lives of other people. And, yep. and at times he gets to he chooses to use me to be that vessel. Yep. And to be able to communicate his truth. And most of the time, I mean, I'm just trying to get out of the way for the spirit because yeah. I'm gonna say or stumble over myself or yep. I'm gonna say something wrong, or we're gonna wind up talking about snakes on the <laughs> podcast <laughs> and it's gonna turn somebody off. And that's fine, but like Man, the spirit can move in spite of me. Yeah. In spite of me. And I am so thankful for that. Yeah. I had a very similar 
uh, journey in that where I remember I was having a back and forth with someone. It was like a multiple days long conversation. Some of it was text, some of it was in person, some of it was like, it was just this long thing. And I remember thinking, oh, like, I forgot to mention this verse. And if I had just done this Bible verse, they would have got it. Yeah. And I felt God speak to me, and he said, like, do you think you're a better teacher than me? Right, and I was right. like, I do, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I do think I'm a better teacher. Yeah. So, yeah, to be able to have the humility to step back and say, like, you know, God calls us to be faithful, to share his word, and we can do that in ways that are discerning and wise. And at the end of the day, the pressure is not on Jake to save someone's soul. The pressure is not on Mark to save someone's soul. Thank God, because yeah. you're not getting saved if it's on me. Right. <laughs> when it's freeing, too, man. Yeah. Like, when I recognize that, oh, man, it was so freeing, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so freeing. Oh, it's know, a huge like, burden. And the lifted. church is going to go on. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it is. It's been. It's going to keep on rolling. Yep. God is bigger and more powerful. Yep. And to know, like we talked about some on Sunday, he uses the good and mm. the bad to make the right. So yep. whether I'm good or bad in my <laughs> yeah. the gospel, he can still use. Yes. One of my one of my favorite phrases that uh, someone said was, God draws straight lines with crooked sticks. Yeah. And I was like, yes. thank God that God can draw a straight line out of my stupid crooked stick <laughs> Absolutely. life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thank God. Man. Oh. All right. Great question, Baymond. <laughs> Thanks, Baymond. <laughs> good food for thought. <laughs> Um, these next two questions uh, were submitted anonymously, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read them together. Um, I mean, it's just heartbreaking um, to just to be reminded. It's heartbreaking, but it's necessary to be reminded that you know we can talk about theology and apply all of that and, and kind of live in that head knowledge. But man, this is really like this is where the rubber meets the road of of God's word really speaking into our lives. So the first question. Uh, was how do we live in reconciliation with someone who has hurt us? So you mentioned in Philemon, yep. Onesimus ran away, uh, possibly stole from Philemon, wronged him, and there Paul calls them to live in reconciliation. Um, so this person asks, beyond stealing, um, what if someone is an abuser, someone hurts us, physically abuses us, whatever that might be? Uh, and then the second question that kind of goes hand in hand with this is, um, <clears throat> again, submitted anonymously. This person says, I tried to love on my sister and see her beyond her anger. Uh, it resulted in hate mail, <clears throat> excuse me, in honoring her wishes to not visit her for any reason. Sadly, she died alone and angry, and it breaks my heart. How do we find peace in sadness? I prayed for her reconciliation, uh, but never saw it. Never saw the reconciliation I hoped for. So, again, this this is real life. Yeah, this is yeah, where, sure. unfortunately, even in the church, we're a church of messed up, right. sinful, broken people, and we will hurt one another in very small ways and in really yeah. devastating ways. Yeah. So how, in light of that, do we live as reconciled to one another? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, first off, like, man, if this was you in your situation where you've gone through some some abuse or you've had a broken relationship that, man, you, you were trying to bring it back together and it never did and it just left some emptiness. Like, man, first of all, I'm supposed to say I'm sorry. Like, that that mm. hurts. That's painful and that's hard. Um, and just know, like, man, man, you are loved by God and, mm. and you're not punished on these kinds of things, but God is moving. He is working. He is doing incredible things. And so mm. I, I would encourage, like, like, man, just keep seeking him on some of this stuff. And I know that sounds really like churchy sure. okay, to be able to say, but man, there's so much truth in that as well. Um, so I, I think part of it is um, you also have to recognize you can only do what you can do. Mm. 
right? Like there, there are certain limits. Every, every relationship takes two person, two persons, two people, people, person, two people, peoples, people, <laughs> people. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> English is kind of my first language. So, um, it, it takes two people in a relationship. Yeah. So if you are, are trying everything that you can be able to do to bring reconciliation, whether it's a harm mm. that you've done or somebody's harm to you, like, like you can only do what you can do yeah. at this point in time. You're accountable for your actions um, and not necessarily the actions of somebody else. Like Onesimus could have gone to Philemon with this letter mm. and, and he could have said like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a changed person. Like I'm not the guy that I was before, but I recognize I got to make amends for the things that I did wrong because right. I want to be family together. You are my brother in Christ now. Like we are bonded in this. Right. We should be different than the rest of the world. And Philemon could have rejected him. Right? Yeah. He could have just said, sorry, dude, no, it, it hurt too much. I don't want anything to do with that. Uh, that wouldn't be on Onesimus. Right. Because right. he's doing what he's called to do, you know, and I think uh, one of the th- important things to recognize, and we talked a little bit about this already, is this idea of like being part of the family and not part of the family in yeah. relationships. So like if we've got an issue and we've got something going on, man, I, I should feel compelled by the spirit and maybe even the advice of others to say, man, you got to fix what's going on with you and Mark. You can't yep. let this uh, blue and white dress thing really get in between <laughs> you two. We all know Mark's wrong, but you got to fix this out. And get love him, love him to the right way. Love him anyway, man. <laughs> uh, and so you got to figure that out. And so I, I could come to you and I could try to figure that out. Um, and if you're like yep. still not having it on that, man, I'm, I'm going to try and get other people in the church involved in that to be able to like stand beside. And, and yeah. if it's a, if there's a real issue that's here, and I'm not talking like every minor issue that comes up, but like right. if there's a real rift or a real thing that's going on, um, man, getting other people to be able to connect in that, give wise counsel to you, yep. uh, you and I in this yep. issue, and then figure it out. And if there's still rejection on that, man, I think it's okay to be able to walk away at some point in time and mm. just say like, man, I've done what I can do. And if, if that person comes back down the road, yeah. I'm here. Yep. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to treat them poorly. Yep. I'm still available. I still love them. I still want what's best for them. I'm still going to care for them on every opportunity I get. Um, but I'm, I'm going to heed their wishes of, of the rejection that they have there and just sit back and be ready. It's almost like prodigal sunish, right? Like you're just waiting on the return. Yeah. And sometimes that return happens and like God is glorified in that. Yep. Um, and unfortunately the world is broken and that doesn't always occur. And yep. so you have to be able to, to take some peace in recognizing, man, I, I gave what I could give hmm. to this. I, I put everything I could into this relationship and they still rejected it. Yep. I can move on. You know, I think there's even uh it kind of, you could almost apply. Uh, Jesus talks about like, like, or Paul talked about wiping the dust off your sandals. Yeah. At some point in time, like, yeah, hey, you go, you give the gospel, they reject the gospel. You've tried, you've done everything you can in good faith, and it's still rejected. At some point in time, you, right. you wipe the dust off your sandals and you move on to the next town. Right. And you, you proclaim it there. So you can't get hung up on that broken relationship. Like, there are yeah. great relationships still out there right. for you to invest in and be a part in. Um, I do want to speak specifically to the to the idea of abuse sure. in here, um, because I think that's important. Um, yeah. And I think recognizing that, unfortunately, abuse is a part of our world, whether it's uh, mental, whether it's physical, whether it's sexual, whatever nature it, it may be, right. um, it is okay to protect yourself. If you are being abused, yes. uh, if it's your spouse or even like you can separate, you don't have to put yourself in places of harm. Like, I think that is important to recognize. Uh, and I think we can even go in scripture and make arguments to be able to say like, Hey, um, if this abuse is occurring and it's, and it's between Christians, even like, man, you're going to get the church involved. You're going to get there. And hopefully there's repentance and reconciliation and they're one back to Christ. uh, And and there's help to grow over a long period of time. Right. And and there's good checks and balances. There's people in your corner that are there and you're pouring into both people's lives. It's not 
a false repentance kind of thing. Like you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, but that might not always be the case too. Right. Like there may be abuse and it's, it's, there is, uh, I think a scriptural argument to be able to step away and, and protect yourself from that kind of abuse that's happening because they are not yeah. treating you like a believer. They would be treating you like an unbeliever. And I think if abuse from an unbeliever is a, is a whole other thing that can come in there. Yeah. Um, so it's not saying you have to put yourself out there to just continually get beat down. Right. There is, I think, scripture yeah. about being able to be healthy, to dust off your sandals, yeah. not be in that abuse and that kind of thing too. Yeah, well, I think, I think we often find ourselves in it, it's similar to you know that that guilt trip that we give ourselves with sharing the gospel yeah. it's like well if, if i don't say this thing i'm not sharing the full gospel and we guilt ourselves into that and i think the same is true unfortunately with victims of abuse yeah. to say like this is god has called me to love my spouse mm-hmm. through their abuse through whatever the situation might be god has called me to love them through that and some of that could be true sure. um while at the same time like you said, there is plenty of scriptural evidence and arguments to be made for God's love and protection over abuse victims right. and getting people out of that situation. Right. You're just as valuable as they are. Right, right. Eyes. So yes, 100% to that. Um, w- with the topic of, uh, of reconciliation, I, I think too, y- you hit on it, and I think it's just worth emphasizing to double emphasize um, that reconciliation, true reconciliation, is only ever found in Jesus. So even if, you know, Jake and I have our rift about the dress or whatever, whatever the latest meme might be that, that Jake thinks is funny and I can't stand. Um, <clears throat> if Jake and I are not Christians, Jake and I can find some element of agreement. Sure. This happens in politics. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> we can find some compromise, some element of agreement, mm-hmm. and that will always 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 fail at yes. some point yep. unless it's rooted in Jesus and the work that he did on the cross right. um, and through his life his death his resurrection and I think that for me is the reminder of you know if we're experiencing hurt people are sinning against us mm-hmm. um, and it runs the gamut of what that might look like um, I am called to take all of that to the cross mm-hmm. and even if the person that hurt me doesn't take what they did to the cross right I can still take my hurt, right. my pain, my sorrow, and I can leave that at the cross with Christ and find reconciliation with God, yep. and that's the most important thing. And I can forgive that person and pray for reconciliation, and if it comes about, wonderful. Mm-hmm. We'll praise God for that. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, that's a symptom of a broken world, and we can praise God that he's saving that. So great, great question. Um, great question. So thank you for submitting that. Um, this last question, um, that I'll, that I'll touch on, uh, again, is, is kind of the inevitable question that comes up. So we're talking about Philemon, we're talking about reconciliation. And if you look over the last year, just in the United States, there's so many things that need reconciling. Right. <laughs> there's racial reconciliation. There's all this stuff with COVID. Should you wear a mask? Should you not wear a mask? Should you wear a, get a vaccine? Should you not get a vaccine? Right. And every, uh, everything under the sun we argue about and and some reconciliation is needed and so in your message you talked about the way to really find change is through jesus it's not through laws it's not through social reform it's not through politics it's not through government if you want to change a person that starts at the heart so 
the logical question, I guess, would be, then why do we vote? Why do we do anything in politics? Why get involved in government? Should we even care about any of this? Right. <laughs> just give up. Just be done. Right? Exactly. It's easier that way. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and I think uh, it's not to say, like, don't vote. Like, right. Go vote if you Please vote. vote right? like, Voting is good. Right. Yeah. Like, that, that brings change. So, like like vote be active like speak out do those kinds of things that are that need to be done it's not bad to be able to do those but just recognize that like man god is going to move no matter what hmm. so a lot of times like we see this every 4 years in the election yep like no matter christian not christian whatever it is like people pick sides yep. of an issue or a, a, po- a political party or candidate and they are convinced in their prayer life or, or whatever it is like this is this is who god wants to be president or or senator or yep. this is the walls that he wants and this or that and so they're all sold out for those kinds of things and and the reality is man i would encourage any time when it comes to voting or anything politics or, or social issues or whatever it is like be prayerful yep. in fact in anything ever be prayerful <laughs> right yeah. that would be super helpful yep um and vote as god get involved as god puts on your heart to be able to do those kinds of things um but when your stuff fails when your candidate doesn't win mm. that policy that you don't like is still passed into law or whatever it may be yep you don't have to panic like there's no reason to hit the panic button on those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but there is to recognize that, man, it's not about once again, uh, fixing the symptoms. It's about curing the disease Yep. and, and the reality it's all rooted in sin and only Jesus can cure that. And so it's, it's coming back to him and that and recognizing that man, he can work in the good, Yep. how we view good. Yep. Right. And he can work in the bad, how we view bad yep. to make what is right. And we yeah. have countless examples in, in the Bible and in history alone where God has taken uh, a good king in the Old Testament, like a good king, and then there's been great reform and, and the people have gone after him, or there's been a bad king, and yet God has still worked to bring about justice or to mm. do incredible things through that. And so it's just recognizing that, man, when it comes to politics, when it comes to uh, social reform or medical reform or whatever it may be, right. whatever the issue is, because when one is done, another one's coming right behind it. Like that, that just always yeah. happened. It's it's an unending hamster wheel that we're running on right now. Yeah. So like just <laughs> recognize it's not about the issue yeah. that's on there. Those are all symptoms of a disease and you want the change, you gotta get back to Jesus and you've got to be able to to rest on knowing he is working in the good right. or the bad to simply make what is right. And yeah. he knows what's right. Yeah. He knows what's right. Yep. I don't know. He knows what's right. No candidate knows. No, no other pastor out there can tell you he knows exactly what God's will is completely in the time. Some think they do. Work out. Some think they do. They're wrong. Once again, the dress is blue. So there you go. But God can work in the yeah. good and the bad to make what is right. And when you recognize that, yeah. once again, man, it's free. Yeah, it's huge. I don't have to hit the panic button because God is still king. Yep. And that's what yeah. matters. Well, I think it's it's... It's important to remember, and I think you mentioned this in your message, that <clears throat> Paul writes this in prison. Yeah. And I, Paul writes a lot of letters from prison. Yeah. You got a lot of time to write yeah. when you got nothing got else to do. Going on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always, I, I love pointing it out because um, someone pointed it out to me and it was like this huge light bulb that in all of Paul's letters that he writes from prison, mm-hmm. he never, ever asks for government change to get him out of prison. Yeah. He never asks yeah. for protests. You know, petitions, voting, change out the governor, march on Rome, whatever it might right. be. Right. Paul always goes with the gospel. Right. 
and uses his imprisonment as a way to bring about more gospel change. And I think that, especially for us, um, in a world where, like you said, it's there's every day it's like a, it's like a hydro. You cut off one issue and two more pop up. Um, to remember that that's that's not hopeless. It's easy to look at all the situations we have, whether it be you know. Again, there's too many issues to even pick from right. that even if you get one, it's like, gosh, how do we solve all of these issues? And remember that our hope isn't found in solving the issue. Your hope is found in Christ. Right. That's it. Right. You know, talking about your prison example there with Paul, uh, there is in the Bible where people were praying for Peter to get out of yeah. prison. And God does it, and he goes to the people that were praying for him, and they didn't even believe it. Yeah. Like they were like stunned that this yeah. happened, and it was like, but you got what you were asking for in this moment. Like, this would be good if God would do that, and we believe it's the right thing, and then he does, and you're like, oh, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> and, and I think that would still happen today for yeah. the things that we would be like, I still don't know what to do with that now because right. we were asking for it, and we believed in it, but we were really more about the issue than the God behind the issue. Jeez. And I think that that'll preach lost so many times. Yeah. As cliche as it may sound, man, it all just comes back to Jesus. Yep, every time. It's that cheesy Sunday school answer. But it's always right. Yeah, right. I got through Bible college just doing that Jesus on all my tests. <laughs> they didn't accept it, but, you know. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it says more about your college than, <laughs> <laughs> than, than anything else. It is a good answer, though. It's a good answer, right? Does that apply? <laughs> cool. Well, that's, uh, that's all the questions that I've got. Anything else on your end? Any oh, closing words of wisdom that you want to leave the people with? Not a wisdom. Drop some truth bombs. You can't drop these mics because they're suspended in midair, but no, <laughs> you no, can try. Like the DJ mic, though. It's <laughs> good. Is, this is a feeling. You get your DJ voice on. Yeah, I may just sneak in here later on and like <laughs> practice my late night DJ stuff. That's what North Point After Dark is. <laughs> late night. <laughs> we had, uh, what was it? We talked about another podcast doing uh, Late Night with Ricky Rubes. Ricky Rubes. I'm still waiting on that one. Ram- I have no Ricky idea Rubes. what the content is, but I am in. It's already got five stars for me right there. Oh, that'll be the day. Maybe that'll be our April Fool's joke. Yes. Ramblings with Ricky Rubes. Ramblings with Ricky Rubes. <laughs> oh, man. It's good stuff. Jake, thanks for your time. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. As always, thank you guys for submitting your questions, and uh, we'll see you next week.